Wake up NHL fans and college hockey fans because it is Beep Pop Monday. We're back from All-Star Weekend. This is Morning Cup of Hockey brought to you by Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey. Artfully blended and impeccably crafted. Make it your very own. Alongside Kobe Cohen, I'm Johnny Lazarus, and we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about our experience in Toronto at All-Star Weekend, our thoughts on the skills competition, the game. Then we're going to get into the international tournament announcements over the weekend, as well as the second half of the season and a little bit of the Beanpot games that are happening tonight. So a lot to get into, but uh, we're, we're buzzing right now pretty early, even though a lot of us are very tired and very worn down. The come down from All-Star Weekend is real. But Colby, how you feeling, man? Your voice, voice is isn't sounding so hot today, yeah, bud. Hot. My voice is shot. Yeah, well, I, I've been sick since I came home Friday morning. Um, and I've been pretty, pretty under the weather. So you gotta bear with me a little today. I know I probably can you can probably hear it in my voice. Um so we'll try to we'll try to keep it clean, we'll try to keep it quick today. But you know, I don't think anybody uh, all I kept seeing on the internet was like Tate McRae one all-star weekend. And then I would see like Justin Bieber one all-star weekend. And then it was like uh, Connor McDavid one all-star weekend. I'm going to call bullshit on all of that. And I'm going to tell you why okay. the person that I think won all-star weekend is you. I think you were the clear winner of all-star weekend. Nobody had more fun though over this past weekend going back to whatever Wednesday night you were in mm-hmm. Toronto from Wednesday to Sunday, then Johnny Lazarus. And I think we got to start there. I want to hear the highlights, bud. T- talk to us about your weekend because you, you were flying. I mean, I didn't win anything though. So I don't know if I'd count as a winner. Yeah, I did have fun. Uh, you know, these events are always in the NHL. It's work hard, play hard. Um, you know, everyone's up 8am, 9am doing their jobs, doing their shows, whatever they have to do. But I'm telling you, a lot of the people that are at these weekends are, you know, out of the bar till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., even 4 a.m. Like, you know, All-Star Weekend, the draft, the playoffs, like all these things are so fun. The NHL does such an incredible job at putting on these events. But yes, I was very lucky to participate in some really cool events, like playing in the outdoor three-on-three creator game. Um, I played actually like a lot. I played pickup hockey again Saturday night, like at a random rink um, a mile outside the city of Toronto. Um, got to attend the Gretzky basement, got to go to the Bieber concert, just so many different activities and different things to do around the weekend. And yes, I am one to take full advantage of those activities. So um, I appreciate you saying that I did something well. It's very nice of you. I don't know what's going on here with the reverse psychology. And you got to not let me talk because my voice is just getting worse and worse the more I go. Well, look, you 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 made the most of it. And yeah. and I'm the first one to to give you a hard time. And don't worry, there's plenty of that coming um, you're just kissing my ass because my mom commented on instagram and said something to you about being mean to me <laughs> well look i don't want to upset mrs lazarus that is something that i do not want to do um i hope <laughs> she knows i hope she does know that I, I i i give you the same love and affection that i give my younger brother tough love it's only because i but it is love okay yeah. it is love and i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure she knows that nobody advocates harder for johnny drama than i do so um, but the, the, there were some highlights throughout this weekend that you didn't bring up and I, and there were some memorable moments, um, that I think we should talk about. You, you played in the, the creator game. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you look like you went in the skills competition, uh, in the creator mm-hmm. game, um, didn't go so well. I, 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 you know, I was a little disappointed. So let's take a look at the video of, of our boy, Johnny on his shootout attempt in the creator game, trying to be Mr. Fancy pants. Doesn't even (laughs) really get a shot off. Like you're out there with guys like that Pavel Barber and, 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 um, Zach Bell, Swaggy P. He, you know, I used to play against him. He's sick. sick. Listen, he was a good hockey player. I mean, he, he was a, he was a legitimate division one player at Vermont in a time where they weren't bad. Um, I'm not sure if he was still on the team when they made the frozen four, he might've already graduated at that point, but, but he definitely helped lay the foundation for, for that team success. I, I do remember Peter Lennis was his name, right? I, I remember, um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was not he was a tough player to play against. He did so. So you got to do. He's by far the best player out there in that game. He was the best player by far. Well, listen, because he he you know he played hockey at a very high level, and and as did you. Um, but a lot of those guys can do a lot of cool tricks and a lot of different things, but didn't play the game at a high level there. That doesn't mean that they're good players um, yeah. just because they're good stick handlers. I mean, it's unbelievable what they can do. I can't do a lot of it, but mm-hmm. you know, they, they can't play at that level. So not, not surprised to hear that uh, Peter Lennis, what's his name again on what's his social Swaggy name? P. Swaggy P. P. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was a good player, um, but I, I am not a skill guy, so I didn't really belong in the, in the, yeah, but see, challenge. but, <laughs> but 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 I'm going to go ahead and say when I've talked to like even Greg Carville or I talked to Craig Doremus, they all have told me that you were a skilled player, but not like was, not like dangles and hands like that. You know, I never there, like there was always a disconnect me. between what skill you thought you had and what skill they thought you had. But they all do say you were a skilled hockey player. It's not like you were a yeah. meathead. No, no, below the top, below the top of the circles in the offensive zone. Nobody. Am I making you today. uncomfortable right now because I'm being nice to you? Is that what? Yeah, I really on? don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so let, why don't why don't you talk a little bit about your interaction with Mark Messier because this is the oh, most God. Johnny Lazarus story of all time. So embarrassing. Act like you've been there before. I mean, dude, you're a credentialed media guy. Like you're you got to pretend and at least act like you know what you're doing at these events. So. You're at what? Was it at um it was, it was called party? Park. No, I think it was okay. called park. And it okay, was like, so was that the missing curfew party? Yeah, at the missing curfew party. And and I was pretty I was pretty drunk. So my friend Anna Dua, who works. You were drunk NFL, the entire weekend. Not during the days, just the nights. But you were I was over during the day and drunk during the night. I, I will say during the creator game, my only thought was like, just don't throw up <laughs> like just, just don't just don't throw up like really like, that was really the only thing i was concerned about um but this was what i think this was friday night my friend anna Dua, who works in the nhl like like mark messier is sitting 10 feet away from me on the couch and i've been around him before but i've never like wanted to go up and introduce myself because i'm afraid of what i might say because i grew up and mark messier was like the hero in new york you know like i think everyone has their sports hero a lot of my friends it was Derek jeter um as we got older maybe it was like carmelo anthony i was the only like real hockey fan of my friend group so for me it was always mark messier so anna was like do you want to meet mess and i was like honestly no like don't don't bring me up to him i'm not ready i can't do it and she's like just come meet him come meet him he's right there there's no like no one around him and i was like all right fine so she brings me up to mark messier and i didn't know what to say and i just i go hey i'm johnny like really nice to meet you i i wrote in my fifth grade yearbook that you were my hero and he just goes nice man nice to meet you but i was like Yep, that's it. But 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 I'll tell you where the miss is on that, Johnny. You could have the whole thing. You could have listen. If you could have said anything normal, if you could have acted normal, you guys could have sat there and had a conversation for fifteen minutes. I know. I fully packed. I wasn't. Maybe 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 he says here, take my number. Like I'm when I you know I'm around the Rangers. Let's get a beat. Like, but you you instead of acting, listen. Instead of instead of like keeping it together and acting normal you blew it and you made yourself look like a donkey and now he probably is like when he sees you in the rangers press box he's probably turning around and going the other way i mean i don't think he'll remember have i taught you nothing i mean i don't think he'll remember i also i remember i texted colby the story uh the next morning and i was like dude mark messier hates me like i i blew my chance and colby just goes you're such a loser Which is true. Like I called my mom and I was like, Mark Messier hates me. Like, yeah. And what did your mom say about it? Like they kind of agreed. Like I could have said anything else, anything, (laughs) anything else would have been better. And it's, it's not like you're socially awkward. You're Mr. Butterfly. I just panicked. Nobody, nobody was more socially involved at the NHL all-star weekend than you were. I mean, we would be going to dinner you would have six plans before and after dinner the <laughs> night, the night that I did see you out, we started together at dinner, at a, a nice group of people. We had our, you know, Frank and our Oilers nation and Butchie was there. And um, Steve Levy came by Emily Kaplan. Like it was a very, it was a very nice crew of individuals. Yeah. You left. I don't even know what happened. I mean, you just cut out obviously before the bill came and <laughs> Made, made sure you got out of Dodge. I don't blame. Did I get, did I get sure for that one when I when I left? 
I mean, you didn't even offer to throw down 20 bucks for a tip. You know, I mean, you go to Miku for dinner with like a lot of people. I mean, you're, you're talking about a bill that's not hundreds. It's more, you know, into the thousands, but no big deal, Johnny. We'll, we'll take care of you, pal. Um, and you're gone. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, we, we go on to the next place and then I'm, I'm getting ready to leave and call an Uber. And here comes Johnny you know, sunshine and rainbows. He's the man comes walking in with his white jacket and he's hanging out by the door. Like I'm the coolest guy. Oh my God. It was like, Oh, he's like, do you know who's here? I'm just like, Oh man, this guy, he is just having too much fun. And then the best thing you said to me was when we were sitting at the bar and I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. I don't remember. I don't know what this is. I'm so scared. You look at me and you go, God, people are so horny at these NHL events. (laughs) So look, I'm going to just give you a lot of credit. You, you, you had a very fun weekend. Anybody that knows you, you know, Emily Kaplan and I were sitting there laughing and talking like Johnny just has that puppy dog, happy tail wagon all the time energy. It's really adorable, but it's also really exhausting. So um, my, my final question that I will ask you on this weekend is, did you get your hands on any of the shrooms that that Michael Bublé or uh, however you pronounce his name was Michael Bublé? You got it right. Ro- and, and rolling on throughout All Star Weekend. And no, I did not. I was strictly tequila waters all weekend. Uh, I've been doing that. You know, I ordered that at the bar. You you watched yep. it happen. You witnessed it. You ordered uh, a couple of strange drinks. You ordered a tequila espresso martini as well. Yeah. I, once I'm on tequila, I just like to stick to the same alcohol so I don't get too drunk. Listen, like I like having a good time, but the last thing I really want to do here at these events is like get too drunk and really embarrass myself. Like I can handle saying something stupid to Mark Messier, but the last thing I want to do is be yeah. the sloppy drunk wanna, idiot. At the you don't want to wait. You don't want to wake up and roll over and look at someone next to you and not know who they yeah. are, or worse, them be somebody you see in the press box every uh, every yeah. Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night. No, definitely do not want that. And definitely do not want to have any Instagram DMs or text messages that you regret. So I try to keep it to one alcohol. And I mean, I don't want to say I know my limits, but I try to keep it you know, under a certain level. Um, but did you, what was the question you asked? Did you even ask I, one? I was just oh. curious about, about what you thought <clears throat> of, of Michael Buble and the shrooms and how Listen, I, the, league, the league's going to handle that. Do you want to go into everything? Because I thought this was, as I mean, obviously it was my first all-star game being at, but as far as the production, the TV, everything around it, I don't think I've seen a better all-star weekend. And maybe that's because it was in Toronto and the city was buzzing. I mean, I mean, you can speak to it too. You were there. Like there were a lot of people out and about a lot of hockey jerseys. And I'm sure that happens in every city where the all-star game is. But like, I, I think the city of Toronto is just different when it comes to hockey and um, I really thought the NHL crushed it this weekend. Like th- there was no complaint on my end. I, the only thing I would say, the only the only complaint I would have was that the skills competition was just a little bit too long. Like we were there for like three, three and a half hours. Like I think they could have cut it down a little bit. But as far as the events go and everything, I thought it was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, look, I, I think Toronto doing anything hockey related in Toronto is like doing something football related in any major city in the U S like if you have the super bowl in New York city or, or whatever LA or Chicago, you know, I guess you wouldn't have a super bowl in Chicago because it's the Arctic tundra. And it's also like a war in the city of Chicago right now. I actually kind of disagree with that though, because sometimes when you have those big events in the bigger cities and they're like, there's other distractions. Like I actually heard when the super bowl was in LA, the the whole city wasn't like, you know, gap gathered around the Super Bowl because in LA there's so many different things to do. So like even in a city like Toronto, that's a pretty popular city. Hockey is just so prevalent that yeah, everyone around the city is just focused on all-star weekend. The Super Bowl is a different beast though, man. The 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 attention that goes with the Super Bowl, I mean it's the most watched I mean you get hundreds yeah. of millions of people watch the Super Bowl. So it it's it, it it's like I stand by what I said. I mean, the, no, but I don't the, know if it works in a game city, like the all, the all-star you know? game in Toronto is like the super bowl. It's, it's that big. Um, I thought the NHL did a pretty nice job. I think the game was a little bit better. Looked like guys were trying a little bit harder. Um, the, the skills, you know, fine. I think the big miss for me was during the draft. I think they should literally be feeding the players alcohol, <laughs> um, making sure guys are drunk for that because like 
guys are uncomfortable on camera. They have to talk in front of a full stadium. You could just tell like guys were super, super uncomfortable. Um, I thought Will Arnett was like kind of awkward. I, I guess that's his humor is he's like awkward, funny, but I did think Buble was funny. I thought his whole thing, I thought the shrooms were great. Um, so yeah, I thought for the most part, they did pretty well. I think the big miss was having a social justice warrior singing um, the national anthem for the all-star game, like for the U S national anthem. I thought that was a really bad look for the NHL. Clearly they didn't do their homework. Um, I don't think Gary Bettman's going to be real happy about that or, or Larry Tannenbaum, who's the CEO. Um, he's the CEO or the, the, the chairman for MLSE, right? Um, which I is like so. a yeah. bazillion. They put on a lot of the events. Yeah, well, yeah. it's the group that owns the Maple Leafs and pretty much probably yeah. owns Toronto and God knows what else. So that was a pretty, pretty big miss by the NHL. Um, like I said, I'm guessing the person who made that call did in, improperly vetting. So... Um, like I said, uh, overall, pretty pretty good weekend. Um, I think the the on ice product was a little bit better, which is I think what everybody's yearning for. Um, but what did you think of Kucherov? Because everybody seemed kind of into everything on the ice except for Kucherov, who kind of seemed annoyed to be there. Um, I don't know if there's more to the story. Maybe he didn't want to go. You know, maybe he was forced to go. I mean, last year, his to the All-Star ends. game. I think guys really cherish the bye week. I really do. So I think not to have your bye week cut short, to have to, to go do the All-Star game for a guy like Kucherov, who probably could not care less about this stuff anymore. Kucherov wants cups. Like, I think that's all those guys in, in Tampa. Like, they've got their cups. They want more cups. They've all won their scoring trophies and their playoff MVPs. And so, um, I don't know. He was booed. It was a bad look. I, I thought it was a bad look. But what did you think about it? I mean, did you have a strong opinion about it? Well, I also think he didn't do so well in like the first event so he maybe fell behind a little bit just in the point race and maybe was like you know what i'm not going to win this thing like i'm not going to exert all this energy when i know i'm not i don't have a chance at a million dollars so like that could be a part of the reason why he didn't give it his all um again though like i think it's fine to have one bad egg in a batch of 12 people like you know it gives us something to talk about whether you liked it or didn't it's it's entertainment it's it gets the fans involved. Like there weren't fans standing up and cheering every time players went. So to have fans booing, I thought was actually kind of fun. It, it made the event a little bit more interesting. You know, like they weren't standing up and applauding every time Austin Matthews or William Nylander went. Like I thought those guys should have actually had more of an ovation. Um, so for whatever reason, the fans decided to be a little bit more negative toward a different player and, you know, not as positive toward their own players. Um, not saying they didn't do a good job at well, <coughs> supporting you. Tampa what? and Toronto also has been playing each other in the first round. It seems like yeah. every year for how long now? So there's obviously bad blood there too. Where I'm booing Kucherov originally, it was just when it was clear that he wasn't putting any effort in, you know, like, right. no, I, I, I thought there should have been He kind of waved everybody off and, you know, he didn't really care. Um, yeah. But listen, I, I think if, if he doesn't want to be there and he wants to do it that way, to me, that's fine. He he missed out on winning a million dollars. Like, you know, like that's just his, that's his choice. And is it, you know, bad for the game? I don't think people are going to look at Nikita Kucherov and say, I want to be him. But, you know, I think it's fine to have people that you boo and people that you dislike. If you want to dislike Kucherov, that's fine. Um, so I, I didn't feel that strongly against it. I don't think he like, you know, was an embarrassment to the league. I just think, you know what? It gives us something to talk about. If he wants to be a villain, he can be a villain. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say like, don't welcome him back to any events. Like, Listen, you know, there's I people just, like, yeah, I think players should really be able to opt out. I, I do. Like, I just don't think, but then they I all would, a, and they all would like, so, so then they so should what, get rid of it. So they should, so then there's be no all-star game. Yeah, exactly. They should get rid of it. I mean, seriously, like I, I if guys don't want to go, then then get rid of it. I mean, but I thought Frank made a really good point in our show on Thursday, Frank Saravalli, like the all-star weekend is, is not about us. It's, it's about the young kids that are hockey fans. Like the amount of kids that came out and showed up and just like want an autograph and just want to meet the, the players they look up to. They idolize like that's what all-star weekend to its core is really about. Like, listen, to, to, I'm not saying I'm not disagreeying with you. I'm yeah. just saying players should um, put play players should be, you know, in it. If they want to be there, they should be in it. And you know, look, 
I agree. It's for the kids, right? I agree. But like, let's also not kid ourselves, Johnny. Like the NHL makes a shitload of money. Okay. A shitload of money. They're not doing things for the, for the goodness out of their heart. It's a business. Yeah. So let's yes. not just pretend like uh, the all-star game is for the kids. Like no, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I yeah, get it. Yeah, I yeah. get it. But I'm just like, <laughs> let's also call a spade a spade here. So um, I'm, I, look, the Kucherov thing, I would just say this. I was unaffected by it. I, I didn't watch a ton of the skills. I looked at more, watch more of the highlights. I was watching college games on Friday night just because I have a lot of games coming up. So I just kind of wanted to start getting some of these teams, um, seeing them on TV. So Connor McDavid put on a Connor McDavid show. I don't think that surprises anybody. Um, he's the best player in the world. He, it's and And like Nate McKinnon said, it's really not close. It's like he's here and then like there's a sizable gap between him and everybody else. Um, Kale McCarr was was kind of funny because you could tell like he really wanted to beat McDavid because he wanted to be able to say to people like, I'm just as good. It didn't happen. He's he's almost just as good, but he's not the same. I know that's your guy. Um, you know, you're you're were you teammates at UMass or no? Yeah, for a semester. I'm actually going to talk to him right after the show today. I'm going to the Avalanche Morning Skate. So I'll have uh, hopefully an article about Kale this coming week. But um, he was right there with him. Like if McDavid dropped a little bit in that last event, Kale would have won. But he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't. I actually, so, I actually thought Barzal had a really good chance till he choked in the passing contest. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, that was that was definitely hard to watch because you know how that goes. Once you miss a couple, you're you're so fucked. Um Matthews wins MVP. I know like everybody's really excited about it. Listen, you know, he's he's your guy in Toronto. I, I think it's it's you know, I, I like Austin Matthews as a player. I think he I think he's all world type of talent, all world shooter. Um, but I did find it funny to be honest of, I, I just, I felt like Leafs fans were kind of celebrating the, the team Matthews winning the all-star game and him winning the MVP of the all-star game, like feeling like, Oh yeah. Like in Toronto, like we won something, like we got out of the first round, like they made it to the second round. They won. Like I, I did catch that on social media a little bit, which I think is kind of funny just cause like. They're obviously, you know, grasping and desperate. And then Pasta comes out after and takes absolute shots at Toronto, um, which I thought was great. Because again, guys are showing personality. When do we ever get to see guys show personality? Um, but, you know, our producer's all upset because he's a Leafs guy and he's like, oh, Pasternak hasn't won shit and blah, blah, blah. I mean, what did, what did you think of Pasta talking a little bit of shit there? Do you, do you like that? Yeah, I think it's all fun and games. Like, you know, I don't think Pasternak's calling out individual players. He's calling out what everyone calls out. The Leafs haven't had any team success in the last, you know, however many years. Like, it's just, it's the easiest joke to make in the NHL, and Pasternak jumped on it and made the joke. And you think it's funny that everyone's celebrating the Leafs win? It would have been more hilarious if they lost the first game and couldn't get out of the first round or, or that's kind of what I, that's kind of what yeah. I was hoping for. So we could be like, Oh, Leafs can't get out of the first round. So exactly. I thought that would have been even funnier. Um, but like, you know, again, I think having Matthews and those guys, like having Matthews win the MVP, was great. He caters to the home crowd. And that's what you want in these weekends. You want yeah. the home fans to leave happy. Right. And if they're leaving happy, then it's a success. But like, I have no problem with Pasternak not talking yeah. shit. He didn't, he didn't insult anyone individually. He just made a good yeah. lighthearted joke that uh, rubs diehard hockey fans the wrong way. And I'm all for it. Here, here's my, my last issue with the all-star game. Okay. We talked about the jerseys beforehand. The jerseys, mm -hmm. in my opinion, sucked. I'm, I don't change my mind on that. Um, I did think it was funny that that one fan on Twitter was, shitting on you thinking you <laughs> went to like the store and got like a customized yeah. Jersey. Obviously the NHL yeah. gave you that cause you were in the creator game, but I kind of agree with him. I was like, anyone who does like goes and customize their own Jersey. Like I, like I cringed that. Okay. So yeah. On television, you could not tell who anybody was because of where the names were on the back of those jerseys. So if you're, a regular old hockey fan and you turn the all-star game on and you don't know what players look like half the time, depending on the camera angle, because they had, they were flashing players names above their heads when they had the puck 
from the game camera. The game camera is the camera that you most see from that high side angle during a game. That's camera number one, sort of in broadcasting term. It's called the game cam. But then they've got an overhead camera in the end zone. They've got a reverse side camera, a slash camera down by the goal line. There's all sorts of names for these cameras. And unless it was the high game camera, you couldn't, where they had the nameplates above their heads digitally on TV, you couldn't tell who was who. And if you were at the game, you also probably couldn't tell who was who unless you were sitting five rows off the ice. So how do you not think of that, right? Like, it's not just about the people in the arena. And if it was, well, you fucked them. The people <laughs> on TV couldn't really see or tell who was who. So I think that was a, a miss by the NHL. Um, listen, you want to make ugly jerseys? Fine. Put the fucking nameplates where they belong so people know who has the puck in your marquee event. I mean, come on. Like, that's that's a big thing. The NHL constantly drops the ball when it comes to marketing. They constantly drop the ball with this kind of stuff. And, you know, I thought that was a huge miss. I really did. I'm, I'm sitting there uh, watching it. My wife's sitting next to me and she's like, where are their names? She couldn't even, she didn't even know where to look for the names, right? Like, because again, you couldn't see them. Half the guy's jerseys are tucked into the back of their pants. You really can't see them or, or they're yeah. bloused or whatever. So... I thought that was pretty stupid, like for a marquee event um, where you want players. And and that's a big thing with the NHL. Always people are like, we don't know who guys are because they wear helmets. It's not like baseball. It's not like basketball where like we know what players faces look like. So I thought that was a pretty big miss. Yeah, honestly, that was a good point. I didn't really think about it much because, you know, I, I just I feel like we watch a lot of hockey. We're used to recognizing what players look like and whatnot. But Leon Dreisaitl, there was a moment where like his jersey was tucked in and it looked like there was no name on his jersey. So it looked a little weird. And I was like, oh, like, you know, maybe that name placement is is probably not the best move. But I know that's what the women do, right? They have their last names underneath the number. I'm pretty sure in women's hockey, they do that there. Um, I don't know. I, I, like the jerseys, I, I do disagree with you. I think in person, the jerseys grew on me. I think they were actually kind of sick uh, with the uniforms and with the helmet. I thought that actually went really well together. The yellows, I thought were nasty. Like I thought those were really cool. The blues were really clean. I didn't love the red. And, you know, white's white, but um, I'd say the yellow ones were sick. And and seeing Bieber out there, uh, you know, in the blue jersey, in the blue uniform, like with the Leafs, he kind of looked like he was a part of the Maple Leafs this weekend. Um, but back to what you were saying about just the, you know, being marketable and whatnot. Yes, it was it was very difficult if you don't watch a lot of hockey to identify which players were who. I think I mixed up, um, who was it, Reinhardt and Suzuki a couple of times. Um, those two seemed a little bit uh, in common. But as far as and like imagine having, if you're and if you're mixing them up, a guy who covers yeah. the league on a daily basis, a yeah. guy who knows how players skate, how they look, what equipment they wear. Imagine how a normal fan what what they're dealing with. But I do like the celebrity aspect of this. Yeah, this I think that was great. But I am disappointed. And I said this to you right off the bat. How come you weren't all over? Tate McRae like were you sliding into her DMs were you trying to approach what? her like why did no. you not why did you not pursue her like what what what's going on there I mean she was like the headliner of this event she's young she's a pretty girl where were you on that like I'm a little disappointed on you in you on this Cause, one because who the fuck am I in a room full of celebrities and NHL all-stars I didn't want to make even what kind of attitude is that not a good one, I guess, but sometimes you got to be a little realistic with your goals. <laughs> There's plenty of celebrity women out there that are married to to guys you've never heard of. That could have been you. People know, know you. There was there was a lot of uh, attention around her from other men, and I didn't see the need to go up to her and say something. I probably would have said something stupid also, but uh, yeah, I just I just sat on the sideline for that one and and was happy happily. Uh, you know what was what's the line in the. Uh, four-year-old virgin i respect women so much that i completely stay away from them <laughs> um but you know yeah I, I didn't feel a need to do that uh but yeah she she was she's incredible and I've, i'm one of those people who actually i've known who tate mccray is for a couple years um i actually used my first job was in music so Wait, I, I have some breaking news for you that just came what? to my cell phone what my wife <clears throat> who must be able to hear us or she's watching us um, just news? sent me an article from people.com that says Tate McRae holds hands Kid with yeah. the kid Leroy, Leroy, Kid Leroy. 
Leroy, yeah. the kid Leroy during NHL all-star game in Toronto. Well, I don't know, man. I'm looking at a picture of the kid Leroy, 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 the kid Leroy. Um, he kind of, I don't know. He's got some seriously frosted hair. He looks, he does that song with Justin Bieber. That song called stay. Oh, you know, that's trying. Is he trying to look like Justin Bieber? Is that his shtick? He might be. I don't know. But yeah, he was talking to her like the whole night. So that was another reason why I think he actually has some pretty good style. Does he? I know you hate when I, I, know you hate when I say that. <laughs> I, know you hate, I know you hate when I say that. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm losing my voice. I think we need to take like a two minute break because I need some water. Uh, I'm, I'm dying over here. Um, so <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. My family's very own whiskey. Barrel aged and set apart. Marked with VO. Artfully blended. Impeccably crafted. As a wedding gift to my son. For the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. Well, we are appreciative of Seagram's VO. They uh, graciously had us all out in Toronto, sponsored our studio. Um, help with a great setup. That was pretty cool what we had going on there at the Royal York. Shout out to uh, the entire Nation Network team for kind of jumping on everybody's shows. And and we had a couple of really fun dinners together. All in all, let's say successful weekend of hockey on and off the ice. Um, great times. Super disappointed that um, you and Tate McRae aren't an item, but we have something now too. to work on. Yeah. We have something now to work on for next year. Um, Maybe, maybe she's on Raya. Maybe we'll get you on Raya. Maybe we can connect you with her that way. But uh, I deleted was some, that app. I gave up on there, them. There was some, some notable news over the weekend, Johnny. Um, that that uh, Frank Saravalli was all over actually before the NHL announced it. Um, but news that really probably excites every single hockey fan, something we've all been clamoring for. Um, a lot of international hockey. And first it's, it's a, a four nations in season tournament um, next season to 2025 um, Canada, us, Sweden, Finland, uh, all the players have to have an NHL contract. A little disappointing. There won't be, you know, the players from Russia or the rest of the players from Europe. I mean, right there, you're not going to have Nikita Kucherov and David Pasternak playing in this, right? So it's not best on best. It's, it's a little, Four Nations tournament. Um, a lot of the U seventeen, U eighteen events that I played in as a, as a young hockey player were, were four and five Nations Cups. So this is a format that the IIHF has used before. Um, so not totally unsurprising. I do think it's a little bit ridiculous that uh, you know you can't have the Russian team there, just not under the Russia banner. Like what 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 are we doing here? These are hockey players that live in the states. These are not soldiers. These are not like these, these sports and politics are, are different, right? They're, they're not the same. Um, so you're not going to have those guys there. You're not going to have Czech Republic. You're not going to have Slovakians. You're not going to have, you know, German, like Leon Dreisaitl, Swiss, Swiss yeah. you know, you go, go down the list. So it's a little bit disappointing. But the NHL also committed to the fact that um, they will return to the Olympics in 2026 and 2030. So that we will see best on best um, when the Olympics does return in 2026, Sidney Crosby will be 39 years old. So the guy who scored the golden goal um, all those years ago in Vancouver against team USA will not be able to partake uh, in, in this Olympics, which will, well, maybe he will. You at 39. He will? He'll, he'll be playing in it for sure. It's only, it's only two years from now. You're acting like Sidney Crosby. Listen, you, I, I, the guy is having a MVP caliber season. I'm just saying once you get into your mid thirties and he's past his mid thirties, Sid would be 36 years old. I will bet you a dinner that Sidney Crosby is on team Canada for that. Okay. Well, I, here's what I will say. A I Miku, will not a Miku dinner, a Miku dinner. Okay, fine <laughs> deal. But I just want to qualify it. I will not be shocked if Sidney Crosby is on the Olympic team. I will not be shocked, but a 39 year old, I, I also will take the bet. 
I, I, I think it's at least a 50-50 chance, which I think in a bet is always good odds. Um, if you're coaching so sure. Team Canada, you're not taking Sidney Crosby? Again, I, you, we don't know what the circumstances are going to be like in two more years, Johnny. We have no idea. I mean, again, look at the drop-off that the greatest of all time types of athletes have had in their final two and three seasons. Like you look at, look at how Wayne Gretzky's dropped off in his last season in the NHL. Okay. Like look at again, like any of the greats of any sports, look how Michael Jordan was the last year of his career. He, he, he played in Washington and he could, you know, so I'm just saying like, Father time beats everybody. Tom Brady, he he went from, you know, Super Bowl to, you know, the, the final season was a real struggle for Tom Brady and his team. So we just don't know what what it's going to look like in two more full seasons like that. That's a long ways away. And that's all I'm saying. Wait, I want to look I want to look for this thing on Twitter. I saw yesterday there was a full thread of the players commenting on Sidney Crosby and just literally complimenting him there. Like Matt Barzell. Here it is. Uh, this is from Penn's Inside Scoop. Uh, NHL All-Star quotes on Sidney Crosby. Matthew Barzell, since the crispiest hockey player of all time, his passing, skating, vision, puck protection, everything. He's got the LeBron effect where he where age doesn't really matter. He's always going to be one of the best players in the league, no matter how old he is. Like There's a full thread from Penguin's Inside Scoop of all these guys talking about Crosby and how he has an age. Here's one from Vinny Trocek. If he wants to play until he's 50, I think he could. He does all the right things, and he's the kind of guy that the way he plays, I think he could do it for as long as he wants. He's a he's a complete player, two hundred foot player. Whatever you need him to do, he's gonna do it. Like all these guys were talking about how Sidney Crosby is is basically ageless. So that's, I mean, obviously, you know, guys are all gonna blow. Yeah, each when other, you're being we interviewed, know, it's a different story. You know how this goes. Let's 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 make sure we we call a spit. Listen again. I'm not debating. I think Crosby is a Mount Rushmore goat level guy. I really do. I'm just saying once you hit 35 years old and 36, then 37, like every year takes a toll on you. And again, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Look at the decline. Wayne Gretzky had a decline at the end of his career. There are levels of decline. Didn't Lindstrom, didn't Lindstrom play till he was like 40? How old was Nick Lindstrom when he retired? I don't, I, I'm not sure the answer to that. Maybe Vic can, can look that up for us. But I, all I'm saying is, is when you have a team like Canada, that's going to be stacked, it's going to come down to like, Oh, are we going to leave so-and-so off the roster for, and maybe the answer is right. You're like, okay, like he's going to be your third or fourth line center by that point. Um, again, I won't be surprised, but I'm also willing to take the bet. That, that's how I'm going to leave it. I'm, I'm not convinced that Crosby is a shoe in when he's 39 years old to be on the Canadian Olympic team. But maybe I, I listen again, I usually have a very strong opinion where I'm like, absolutely fucking not, but mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't feel that way here because he is incredible. The guy is incredible. Yeah. So, so you're agreeing with my, with my dinner bet. Sure. I'll take the okay. dinner bet. Although and I'm also, sure I'm going to have to pick up the check no matter what, but I'll no, take I just, bet. I just made the bet. Okay. Hopefully in two years from now, I'll be a little bit more financially stable. But uh, also, I want to shout out Ethan Zaretsky, who helps us out with our social clips for the show. He commented in the chat and said, Crosby will play. In fact, he will be the captain, which he, I would. He, if he's on the team, he's going to be the captain for sure. Of course, if he's on the team, he'll yeah. be the captain. And, and so again, maybe Ethan will chip in for dinner if, uh, he, if we lose. He, <laughs> he, he could be right. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking a hard stance against it. I just think it's a, it's a reasonable bet. You're a betting guy. You, you, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you're all, here's the other thing I'm factoring into this. You're oh, the God. worst better I've ever seen. So yeah, when you make a bet, I just usually go the other way. And so that's mm -hmm. also part of the factor of, of me being willing to take this bet. A pretty good strategy because it, it works more often than it doesn't. Uh, but also we were talking about a little bit before. Would you want to see like a, you know, team Europe or yeah. know, a fifth or sixth team added? Because I, you know, I we, we, well, we just talked about, we just talked about players not wanting to be involved in the all-star game. This is something that I think every, every player would want to be involved in. Like when you grow up, you dream of yes, winning the Stanley cup, but you also dream of representing your country. Uh, you know, like this isn't an Olympic tournament. What we're talking about right now, it's a four nation tournament, but any chance you have to wear a team USA, a team Canada, um, you know, Sweden, Finland, whatever Jersey it is that you grow up watching, you want that chance. And, and here's the issue though. 
a lot of the players, the younger players in the league now growing up, haven't really watched those opportunities or haven't watched those chances. So it'd be like a first for them. And, you know, for them to kind of get that trend going again would be very cool and very special, I imagine. But I know you had something and I can't believe I had the balls to cut you off this morning. I, I'm just listening. I, okay. you didn't, you, I had nothing. Oh, you had nothing? I thought I'd no, step I'm, in there. No, listen, I, I, I think... The reality is, is the Four Nations Cup, it's not a World Cup. So we we don't want to pretend like it's a World Cup. It's a Four Nations tournament. It's a little yeah. appetizer because, again, there's no Russia, um, which, you know, we, we know what a force that team could be. And you're right. There's no Team Europe or there's no, you know, if everybody asks me on it. here in, in Europe, they have national team breaks in all those leagues where they give two weeks off. Or if you're not on the national team, if you are, you practice, you play in tournaments or whatever. So this is obviously not during a national team break, which is why they can only have NHL players because they don't want to disrupt every league around the world just because the NHL wants to do an in-season tournament. So I wonder if that will replace the all-star game. It should. I don't know how, I don't know how you're going to have a four nations tournament and an all-star game in the schedule. I, I don't see how that's going to work, but there's been no official announcement about that. Um, but yeah, listen, it's exciting. I've got, I've got vivid childhood memories of Olympics and I've got vivid childhood memories. I mean, I remember all the way back to like Nag, you know, the, the Nagano Olympics when Eric Lindros um, and Dominic Hasek just absolutely shut down team Canada in the, in the shootout. Um, I believe in, in, in the gold, maybe the gold medal game. I don't um, even remember. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's 1998. If I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you know, Gretzky. Well, the year, the year is right. That year is right. They, sure. they didn't even put Gretzky in the shootout that year, if I remember correctly. But I just have this vivid memory of Eric Lindros getting stoned by Dominic Hasek, which which was a normal thing for a Flyers fan seeing um, Dominic Hasek stand on his head against against the Flyers. So uh, good memories. Looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, more details start to trickle out about certain things. And and look, we'll we'll circle back on the Crosby thing. Like I. We'll see what happens. Like, hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's still producing. Who knows if he's still going to be a Pittsburgh Penguin by then? Mm. Um, lot, lot, of, lot of intrigue there. A lot of people talking about that right now. Um, but we do have another half of hockey to go though this season, Johnny. There, there is, uh, there is going to be uh, a big push by a lot of people. Um, I think now is is when the games really start. I, I saw a quote. I don't know if it's from Marshawn or from Pasternak, but one of them said like, this is when teams start to play for real. Uh, this yeah. is the playoff push. This is when shit gets real. This is when games get physical. Um, this is when teams start amping up and, and ramping up for playoffs. So I think we're in for a treat, you know, this second half of the season um, kicked off tonight with, with a couple of really good games, Colorado at, at New York Rangers and New York Islanders at Toronto. Um, those, those should be pretty good games right out of break. I mean, those are not walks in the parks types of games. Yeah. But I wonder how the pace is going to be, because I feel like when you have a week off, it's that, that first period always seems a little bit sluggish, right? You could probably talk on it more than I can at the pro level. I remember just like, you know, in college Christmas breaks, like that first period back after, you know, a week, two weeks off was, you know, the worst you feel as a hockey player, your legs tighten up so quick. Um, you know, I wonder if they'll have that effect at the pro level. I doubt it. These guys, they always take care of their bodies, but I'm sure a lot of them had a pretty good time, you know, over the last five to seven days that Seth Jarvis, uh, interview question the other day, if he sweat out all the beer from Mexico, uh, at morning skate was a pretty funny one. He tried to, to hide it and keep a straight face, but he ended up laughing and breaking and, and couldn't help but smile. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, these are two, two really good games, really important games. You know, obviously the bias, the Rangers, especially they have to get going on the right foot because the way they went into the break wasn't very strong. They had a good comeback win in Ottawa, but before that they were kind of a mess. I do want to ask you, I have one team and maybe one take that I think uh, I have for the second half here as the season winds down. I'm going to say that the Carolina hurricanes end up taking full control of the metropolitan division and win it by 10 plus points. That's, that's my, Hot take going into the second half. They were rolling going into the break. Uh, 11, 2, and 1 since Christmas. They're scoring a lot of goals. The only concern is their goaltending issue. They've had some injuries throughout the season with their net miners, but Freddie Anderson was skating again uh, during the break, so that's a good sign to see. 
both Carolina, as long as they're fully healthy, that team was absolutely rolling. Um, I actually had a chance to talk to Sebastian Ajo a little bit over the weekend too. And, um, you know, he was saying how, how great they feel in the room. And obviously every player is going to say that you're not going to come out and say like, you know, Hey, we're, we're concerned about what we have in our room, but, um, you know, that's a team that was headed in the right direction going to the break. And if they do, uh, put it together here, they could be a scary team come second half. So the Carolina hurricanes are the team that I'm going to keep my eye on here in the second half. I don't know if you have one of mine. Um, I really think that, um, you know, Edmonton, obviously playing some really good hockey, um, 16 in a row going for 17. I kind of have my eyes to see where they go because Connor McDavid just, you know, did what he did and, and put on the show that he put on. And, and uh, I'm just kind of wondering if he kind of takes that momentum, you know, in, into the second, or it's not really the second necessarily half of the season. Cause a lot of teams have played 50 games. I mean, but I feel like a, calendar wise, you know, no, no, like I, you, I get yeah. it. I'm, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, from an actual number standpoint, a lot of these teams only have like 30 games left. So, um, that's a leap year. You have the extra day. Maybe it's Edmonton. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Toronto finally starts playing consistent hockey. Although I doubt that, um, you just, (laughs) I just don't see it with their goaltending. I know their savior, Joe wall is, is due to come back here at some point. Um, in the, in the near future. Um, but look, I think the Metro with the Rangers and the flyers, none of them finished all that well. And I think in the Atlantic between Boston, Florida and Tampa, they all finished the break really well, all playing, you know, kind of on streaks. So, um, we'll see who separates. I think Boston's just been good all season. I don't see why that's going to stop now. They've got the goaltending that I don't think a lot of teams, well, they have the, the duo that nobody else has. Um, so we'll we'll see. I mean, Pittsburgh made an interesting move. They signed Pulley to a two-year deal. Um, I, I think that kind of reeks of desperation a little bit, although it's an eight hundred thousand dollar a year contract that can be buried in the American League um without counting against the cap. So it's kind of an easy one. Um, you know, Winnipeg gets Monahan, Vancouver gets Lindholm, McClellan gets fired. All eyes on them, to be honest. Um They've got an interim coaching situation. I kind of wonder if Rob Blake is going to let interim, you know, the interim coach uh, play out. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, Hiller is his name. I I don't know a whole lot about him, but um, certainly uh, eyes to keep there in, in LA because what a, what a catastrophe it's been for them for the last couple of weeks. Um, Certainly a team that, that needs to get their shit together and I think a lot of it's going to be on Cam Talbot and, and you know, him getting back to the way he played the first third of the season, um, you know, before things started going south for the LA Kings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, breaking news over the weekend, which was pretty interesting. And also, uh, I just saw on Twitter just now, Arthur Staple, who covers the New York teams in the area, the Rangers, the Islanders. He just tweeted that the Ducks, Frank Petrano and Adam Henrique are on the Rangers radar. They were talking apparently over all-star break about a potential trade with those two players. Um, Frank Petrano, obviously that'd be a reunion in New York and Adam Henrique obviously scored that heartbreaking goal that, uh, you know, really lives in the minds rent free of Rangers fans back in 2012. Um, but the Rangers can add a guy like Frank Petrano and, you know, a depth player like Adam Henrique, maybe they do turn it around here in the second half. There are a lot of things to watch for. I mean, the trade deadline is a little over a month away. It's March 8th, I believe. So uh, we're almost right there. And, um, you know, there's definitely going to be some interesting storylines. Frank Vitrano is actually trending right now on Twitter uh, in the trends with Lisa Ann and the Grammys and Snapchat. So uh, that's interesting. But um, Colby, you want to talk about the bean pot before we kind of wrap up today's show? Because I know BC plays BU tonight. Harvard plays Northeastern. It's one of the best, if not the best tournaments in all of college hockey. You played in it. You know it through and through. Uh, what should people watch for tonight um, in TD Garden? So 5, 5 p.m. puck drop, Harvard Northeastern. Um, that'll be game one. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I know Nesson Nesson carries the games, but I'm, I'm pretty, pretty positive. They're also on ESPN plus and I'm almost positive TSN will, will take it and show it on one of their channels in Canada. Then 8 PM, that's the big boy matchup BC versus BU, uh, BC just swept BU like two weeks ago. Um, 
28 draft picks plus Macklin Celebrini. Uh, both teams, BU and BC, big wins over the weekend. BU beat UNH 6-3. BC beat UMass Lowell 6-1. These are just two teams that have really been some of the best in the country all season. So the Beanpot's awesome. Um, part of what makes the Beanpot so much fun and so so special is is winning and and the party you go to after. Um, I mean, the, the, there's nothing like a bean pot win bar scene. Was it um, T. Anthony's? Like, isn't that what they all like? They sneak in the back door or something. I've heard that story or whatever. No, I think you've heard a little bit wrong. Um, T. Anthony's is a pizza place. Um, uh, maybe it's so after it the bar. You sneak it in? is always it is always good to get a slice from T's uh, after a long night of drinking. In my era, um, and not just my era, going all the way back to Aruzioni and O'Callahan and it was the dugout. There was a bar right on Commonwealth Avenue. Excuse me. Um, called the dugout. The guy who owned it also owned a bar over by Fenway. Um, but the reason it was called the dugout is because you had to go downstairs into this sort of dingy bar and it had like all this baseball memorabilia and um, awesome time. Probably could probably fit 70 people in that bar and on a bean pot when you probably see 250 people in that bar. Mm. Um, the line would be quite long. So I'm not sure what they do now. They probably go home and play video games after or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, great times, great memories. The The garden will be sold out tonight. I mean, the early game, it'll be pretty dead. The 5 PM puck drop, but by probably the second period, end of the second period of the first game, there won't be an empty seat in the building. So I will definitely be watching that. So if I'm in a bad mood tomorrow, you'll know why. Um, Who's your pick to win it? Is it obvious to say BC is, you know, they're, they're rolling. Um, I think BU is going to win tonight only because I think, I think BC is a better team. I do. Mm -hmm. They prove that, but I think it's very difficult to beat a team three times over the course of a season, let alone over the course of 12 Two days. Weeks. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it'll be very challenging, you know, for, for BC to win a third time, but, Listen, to this point, they've been the better team. They have. And, you know, they 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 capitalize on their mistakes with all those star forwards that they have. Um, that line with Will Smith and uh, Gabe Perot, your boy, your New York Ranger boy. I know you got some other connections to him. Um, and then who's the third? Ryan Leonard's on that line as well. So that's 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 a really good line. And then how about Cutter Goche, right? So uh, and Jacob Fowler, the goaltender, the Montreal draft pick, he... He was the difference the last time they played. He really was the difference. So really good hockey. Um, you know, turn it on for sure. If you have ESPN plus bean pots, a great event. So we'll see what happens. I'm hoping, hoping for a BU win. I really am. We're getting close yeah. to the NCAA tournament. There's a lot of hockey to watch tonight. We got the bean pot games. We got the Rangers and Avalanche, the Islanders and Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think that's going to wrap it up. For today's show, we do got to save our voices and hopefully get a little bit of rest and relaxation before tomorrow's show. Um, but I know we all have busy days today, so we'll reconvene tomorrow morning. I want to thank everyone for getting involved in the chat. I want to thank our producer, Vic. And uh, thank you, as always, to you, Colby Cohen, for joining me this morning. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's show, unless Colby has any final thoughts. But if not, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.